folks. Grab a seat and pour your drink neat as Whiskers and Whiskies presents Tales of the Trophies Season 3, Episode 2. It's Mike. Yes, I apologize for missing Episode 1. Uh, circumstances beyond my control. What can we say? But I'm back. EJ, how's it going, bud? Thanks uh, for holding it, the fort down in my absence. Yes, yes. It is uh it's going great. I mean, it's week one of of college football. Got some real games on. And as we're recording, we have the big game on right now in the background of LSU and Florida State. So we do, we do yeah. Good. You you missed you saw the first LSU drive. I saw the first Florida State drive. Uh LSU goal line stand. Uh, or Florida State had a goal line stand against LSU, stopped them. And then uh, Forest State came down, really, really nice drive. Uh, offense was clicking. And then a really nice 40-yard touchdown by Keon Coleman, man. I tell you what, I would hate if he used to be on my team and then he was no longer on my team after seeing that 40-yarder. Whew, I'd be heated. I'd be like, wow, I missed that guy. You know what I mean? Could you imagine? Could uh, you imagine I mean- that? I could, and in most cases, I would be upset. But you know, when it when you know you just keep throwing the bag at someone, and it just keeps not being enough. Eventually, that person just doesn't want to be there anymore. So you just kind of you know, kind of let them part their ways. Okay, okay. I I I don't really you know I I don't know what that means. Uh, you know, that just means so he's a he's a he was a dual threat or uh, not dual threat um a dual sport athlete. And uh, originally committed to Kansas and then realized that Kansas football was not back. Of course, now they kind of are, but this was yeah. before. Um, and our, our great coach, Tom Izzo, said they'd give him a chance. He actually played in a couple of games. Um, and, but every year since he was a true freshman, apparently people kept trying to poach him and the Spartans just kept giving him more and more money until eventually he just uh boy and i was only a th- was was in a thing for his whole tenure there right it's only three years i'd say so yeah it's been, oh okay okay yeah. I, I thought you were insinuating that michigan state would do something nefarious in terms of getting player. i oh. couldn't imagine that i'm clutching my pearls right now yeah yeah um, i mean but yeah, it's one of those things where it's just uh, behind the scenes. I mean, it was fine. He left and, you know, it stunk. Obviously, he would have been uh, he was a pre uh, Big Ten um, all preseason. But Fowler was actually saying that Forest State was his first choice, I guess. But he didn't want to go there because there was too much turmoil. Uh, and now things have settled down. And yeah, that's I mean, why he, that's the reason he gives anyways. But that makes sense. I, I'm not sure where he's from. He might be from. I think South. he's from Florida. Okay. Uh, the yes. way the way Fowler talked about it, it yeah. it seemed like he was. Oh, well, then at least we got some years out of him while he was uh, Michigan there State. You, go. you know, look at it that way. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't harbor any ill will. I mean, would yeah. we love to have him? Yes, but you know, we we it did was, our best. He, he had a nice it. little move. Like he juked one defender and then like just kind of like sh- like shed another guy it was really nice it was really nice I, I, he move. just he never really got up to his potential at michigan state either yeah. like he was obviously great at high ball on possessions but he mm-hmm. had more athleticism that he didn't quite show because yeah. we also had Paul. a tall fella yeah yeah I know, but the other receiver on their team makes him look short yeah yeah <laughs> got johnny wilson out there at like six nine so yeah no it's uh this is a good game so far i mean grand we're only like I've only seen a drive and a half tigers are driving right now, but overall week one was like, I mean, the biggest game was uh Colorado TCU, like the most exciting, I think. I mean, yeah, you can make a case for the Carolinas, but uh, 
I mean, other than TCU Colorado, nothing. I didn't get to watch a ton of football yesterday, but it didn't seem like I missed anything too crazy. Um, no, uh, I, I actually, on the flip side, got to watch a lot of football, which was great and uh, was good because of the uh, research and stuff we did for the prediction. So it was kind of nice to see some of that come to fruition or, you know, we, or we not. obviously made or yeah, Texas we made our Tech. predictions and or uh, Colorado. I'm pretty sure I shat on them the entire season and you know yeah. prime came out and showed us that you know you need to put some respect i feel like on that tcu name. Oh, i've watched a fair amount of that i feel like tcu had a lot of missed opportunity here's a tiger touchdown no tackle at the one but still uh no i feel like tcu had a lot of missed opportunities in that game too for sure for um, sure and and they're you know a lot of turnover but it was just like really is was shadur sanders as good as people wanted to say yes was was travis hunter gonna actually play receiver and corner like dude shadur sanders looked well i, I was shocked I yeah. was really surprised. Like that kid can ball. Travis Hunter can ball too. I mean, yeah. Grand, you know, a lot of TCU's replace a lot of pieces on offense. They have a new offensive coordinator too. Like a lot of things that are changing, a lot of moving parts over there. But wow, no problem. I can't believe that these guys were playing for like in, uh, you know, HBCUs last year. Like holy cow. Yeah, I, I mean, the bottom line is they went on the road and won a, a game against a power five opponent and, you know, at least a solid one, even though they yeah. lost a lot of pieces. So it, that that yeah. alone is is an accomplishment as your first game, you know, yeah. as a as a coach at a, you know, at a power five level and stuff and all these yeah. players playing. So now uh, what other takeaways do you have? I actually have um, probably two things that stood out to me quickly before we get into our yeah, episode. fire away. Go yeah. ahead, pal. Um, one thing, so a lot of the our predictions, uh, we really kind of wrestled with uh, some of these, you know, we'll call them blue bloods and uh, traditional powerhouses that were ushering in new quarterbacks. And the question was, um, you know, some of them were inevitably going to work out. Some of them are, are not going to work out. So mm -hmm. there was a couple notes that I noticed here. So one, Georgia. Didn't get to watch it, but uh, seven nothing with six minutes left in the second quarter against UT Martin, not great. Well, <laughs> that tells yeah. me all I need to hear from that. Like they were up, I think maybe fourteen at half. Like I know they pulled away, but that's, that's well. I, I have a thought. I have a thought on that, but go ahead. But so I mean, I feel like that just kind of reinforced that. Um, not to, again, not to say these guys aren't going to figure it out and they're not going to yeah. roll and be good, but like that maybe they aren't just um, automatically going to just be amazing. That maybe yeah. putting 25 players into the NFL the last two years might take a toll a little yeah. bit of one. Yep. So it's it certainly, it certainly will certainly will. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of goes, that kind of goes into my, um, why well, that kind of goes into one of my observation, like my main observation is that these games are going by fast now. Like Chip Kelly talked about, they're like, we got like six drives in, in the first or four drives in the first half. He's Honestly, like, I hope you guys are getting a ton of money from commercials. Cause it's like, but thank God, because I, I, 
college football like baseball was getting way too long and it stinks because they just are replacing some of the gameplay with commercials. But I will tell you, I went to a game live a couple years ago at Spartan stadium. And my, I remember it was like my dad and I looked at each other probably in like the third quarter and was like, when is this game going to end? It, it was just like, cause every change of possession, even if it was a quick three and out and a punt yeah. TV break. It yeah. was just like in the NFL, of course you have your time TV breaks, but if they're quick possessions, they'll, they'll run a couple in a row. Yeah. Not at college. It had to be hard stops. And then all the clock stoppages and all this stuff, honestly, I know it stinks because like it, it's a, an adjustment. If your team's behind, it might be harder to come back from behind because you know, you don't yeah. have as much time, but I'm, I'm kind of for it to be honest with you. I, I felt like these games were going a little too long. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm on the opposite, opposite side of it. I, I okay. thought it was fine. I didn't have an issue with it, but like, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's going to like, I mean, everyone has to deal with it. Right. So, you know, sure. get over it, but. Um, all right. So quickly, the only other two quarterbacks uh, that I noticed and I was trying to pay attention to. So one I got to watch the other one. I didn't. So Ohio State only beat Indiana 23 to three, which is. Something. They always have a hard time when they go there, though. Ah, they always a, have a hard time when they go. This there. is a bad Indiana team. But uh, again, I was just looking at McCord's numbers. And again, I didn't get to really watch it. But I mean, you're talking about like Marvin Harrison Jr., like all these star players played and he had 18 yards. McCord had a pick and a touchdown and maybe like 230 yards. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a lack. They kept those guys in all the way to the end because they're young. Right. They, you yeah, know, they yeah. need them to get experience. Get not the like reps, they pull yeah. them. So that was, I mean, not surprising because I kind of felt like they might not be, um, you know, really going to compete with Michigan, but it just kind of was interesting, right? Because you just don't know. And then I saw a quarterback on the flip side that I went like, wow, at, and that's Drew Aller at Penn State. Oh, I got to watch all of that game. One, I didn't realize he was a specimen at like 6'5", 240. Massive, Uh, massive massive fella yeah athletic as hell but it wasn't just that it was his pocket awareness his ability to like check down in the face of pressure and trust his reads i don't know i just kind of saw a kid that like looked like he already had the mental aspect down and And he would have something man he would have had a better night too his receivers had some drops yeah like i think that he would have had a better night than and he already had a very good night yeah i feel like it would have been better if not for a couple drops but yeah they um man they look good you know um they they looked really good i think that we might be we might be onto something with that pick uh you know having because we both agree that they're probably going to be you know they might not top michigan but they're going to be the second team coming out of the east and uh Mm -hmm. yeah i mean they keep playing like that you know, if their only loss is Michigan, you know, who's not to keep them out of the playoff. And I mean, Ohio state, like, I will say this, that I feel like that the past couple of years, they have started slow. Sure. So it might not be recent panic. Also no. the past couple of years, they've not finished at the top of the, uh, of the East. And, you know, so maybe it's not it's even not close, right. Like, it's not yeah. even like they were competitive in that, right. that game they needed to be. So, right. Right. So um, we'll see. Like I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not overreacting to Ohio state. I do think, um, I do think, uh, you know, that they do start slow. They have trouble when they go to Indiana. The, uh, the one quarterback that obviously I watched, uh, very closely was Jalen Milrow, uh, from Alabama. I thought, you know, he did good couple of like Mel mistakes and stuff, but like kid look good kid look poised, calm. But the biggest takeaway from that game, 
which is like your hesitancy with Alabama, that offensive line looks really good. Like really, really strong offensive line. I think that's what's going to take to like Alabama season still goes like as I mean, no shit. Like obviously because with the offensive line, you can say that for any team, but I think especially at Alabama, it, it makes a big difference. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I thought Miller looked good. Offensive line looked great. You know, there's some guys that, you know, are stepping up and stuff like that. You know, how much can you take away from middle Tennessee? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. You'll know, Texas. right. I yeah. mean, that that's it. And, and on the flip side with Texas, it looked where the defense was ready and great, yeah. but the offense, it, 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 struggled a bit so yeah. it'll be interesting just to see um which units figure it out in a really um high profile exciting game and you know lots on the line for both teams because mm-hmm. while you can lose this game that's your only mulligan if you're looking to get to the playoffs. so yeah. um no, it'll be. I'm really excited to see that, and and I don't want to overreact. Although I think there should be all four teams in the playoffs should be Pac-12 schools based on this weekend. But uh, <laughs> don't want to go too crazy here. But Pac-12 uh... did look good. I see. I, I I did. I was. Uh, you're wearing an orange tank top for oh, Detroit. I, I didn't know if you were going to cross it out and put like Jacquez Rogers or something oh, yeah, on there. Yeah, like yeah. you know, a big old beaver. I'm all in. I'm all in on that. How, team, they, they, they had a big win today. They covered. I I bet them they covered. So last last bit last bit here. Can we just say? Uh, do you remember how many points San Jose State scored today at home? I I I saw the final. I it was 10, 10. Do you want to know how much they scored on the road against you know the Heisman Trophy winner USC? Uh, that's going to be a 28 and a 28 <laughs> meaningful point. So I don't want to overreact. However, that defense might still be horrific. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but all right. So we are on to, like you had mentioned, episode two. And today we are going to talk about the Bayou Bucket, which is a game played between the Houston Cougars and the Rice Owls. So I didn't, I totally forgot to mention this in episode one. Um, I, I think you guys have noticed here that the first two uh, trophies are involving brand new Big 12 schools. And that is because the Big 12 didn't have enough trophies <laughs> to <laughs> fill an entire season. And luckily, uh, some of these newcomers have some really awesome trophies to, to bring to the table. Obviously, Keg and Nails is a classic. Uh, one so that was a a good one to start off with and uh, this is another great one Um, but just to give everyone a heads up I didn't the first week Um, but yes we are including the the current four that are new additions so it's BYU Central Florida Houston and Cincinnati so um, all right, so why don't we get into some trivia? So last week, I really put our guests through the ringer here uh, with some really hard trivia questions uh, related to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, well, this time, guys, I mean, <laughs> not right. high bar, not high bar, clear, but yeah. Um, so this this time, I at least added um, uh, like uh, potential options for answers. That time, I just made them straight up, like give me the answers, which was difficult. I knew it would be, but <laughs> I thought I'd give it a shot because I, I was hopefully hoping when I was putting it together that you would be a part of it. And the three between the three of you, you guys could um, could get through it. But uh, but yeah, so this trivia, I mean, I don't know if uh, listeners know this, but Houston, the University of Houston, is located in 
Houston, and Rice University is also located in Houston. So this trivia, it's all about H Town. Are you? Ready? I figured. It, I mean, I didn't even realize when when you know the trophy being the Bayou Bucket. I never really realized how close Houston is to the Bayou. It is. Uh, it's it's right there. It yeah. is right there, baby. It's it's on that Gulf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay. Why don't we? I got five questions here for you. Um. Why don't we see how you do? All right. Number Fire one, away. Houston is home to the largest what in the world? Is it A, medical center, B, swamp, C, toothpick, D, cactus? I'm going to say toothpick. I, I don't know why Why that, you know, how you would have came up with that without, like, that's so <laughs> out, of, out, out of left field. I'm going to say toothpick. Uh, You will be incorrect. It is home to the largest medical center in the world. That's the Texas that's, Medical Center. I I uh I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have figured it'd be somewhere somewhere else. I'd somewhere in the northeast, I would have I would have guessed. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh number two, Houston is home to the first what in the nation? A first drinking fountain. B first soccer field in the nation, mind you, in the US. Mm-hmm. C Hindu temple. D diner so i feel like drinking fountains would have been in the northeast like that would be a northern thing <laughs> you just love the, the northeast when they first settled here that well, I, no, i'm just I'm, I'm thinking of like how things develop right and how they yeah. come you know so i think in like one of the first metros um soccer field i'll come back to that hindu temple I play around with that one too. Diner, probably not. Diner's very. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's Flavor Town, USA, is where there's the first. Yeah, the first right, time. right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm between soccer field and Hindu temple because there are a lot of people coming from other areas uh, to Houston. Uh, I'm gonna say Hindu temple, and you would be correct. There we go. Constructed from 33,000 pieces of hand-carved Italian marble and Turkish limestone, the BAPS, sorry guys, Sri Swaminarayan Mandir of Houston was the first traditional Hindu Mandir or temple in the U.S. I'm going to try to get that spelling for you. I'm going to try to get that pronunciation. I'm going to give it... uh... Yeah, uh, Shri Swaminarayan. Swam, I knew a, a Narayan. Uh, Swaminarayan? Swami Narayan? I, I, I can't even find it. I just, oh, wait, here. Shri, Shri Swaminarayan. Swaminarayan, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Shri Swaminarayan, man, dear. Yep. Huh? Look at us. There we go. There we Look go. at us. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> First try. First try. Uh, number three, Houston is the blank most populous city in the nation. Is it the third most populous? Is it the fourth, the fifth, or the sixth? Uh, it's pretty hot. Populous. Okay. So what could be more populous than Houston? Uh, New York is probably more populous. Um, LA is probably more populous. Chicago is probably more populous. So like Atlanta, 
Uh, where else we got? Give me, give me five. I'm gonna say five. five? Yeah. <clears throat> you're wrong, but your logic is there. Four. Four. Okay. So what was it? Is it New York, L.A., Chicago, and then Houston? Correct. I figured Atlanta. I figured Atlanta or someone else I wasn't thinking of might be over top of them. I think yeah. they might be right below it. Yeah. I, I think, okay. you, I think you might have nailed the first five. You there just switched go. forward five. <laughs> That's not too bad. That's not no, too bad. Not at all. Um, all right. Number four. Houston is home to Texas's largest what? Not saying something because Texas is, you know. home. Yeah. Everything's big there. It is. Uh, A. Public transit system. B. Movie theater. C. Grocery store. D. Shopping center. Uh, gosh, any one of these are good options. Um, give me, give me movie theater. The great guess that is incorrect. Mm-hmm. It is home to the Texas's largest shopping center. I was between shopping. I was actually thinking shop, shopping center. And I was like, that would be hard to like. Well, I guess not. I, I, no, sorry. I was actually thinking grocery store. So yeah, never mind. I, I, shopping center, I was off my list. Okay, okay. So the Houston Galleria, or just the Galleria, opened in 1970 and is the largest mall in Texas with over 375 stores filling the four floors. Oh, wow. It's the ninth largest in the U.S. Uh, so if you're looking for something to do and you're in Houston, I mean, it's not the Mall of America, but it's uh, the largest mall in in all of uh, Texas. So I love me a good something. mall. Love me a good mall. And the last question, the Houston metropolitan area. Metropolitan, it, but yes, metropolitan. I realized as soon as I said that, I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. That's not right. <laughs> you did better with the Hindu temple. I think that's what it was. I was being a little too, too literal with my uh, enunciations here. So yes, the, uh, <laughs> that area consists of how many counties? Is it a five B seven C nine? Or D11? I'm going to say 11. Just the most. I'm going it for the most. C9. Nine. Okay. Okay. That is Austin County, Brazoria, Chambers, Fort Bend, Galveston, Harris, Liberty, Montgomery, and Waller counties. All right. So go. not bad. Not bad. I mean. Not bad. I mean, you got what, two? And you're you're flirting with the third? You're really yeah. close with the the um the populace. I well, I got one. I got one. I got oh. the Hindu temple. Yes. and then the the populous city I was flirting with. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. All right. Okay. It was all right. Okay. It was. All right. I was right. in the ballpark. Right. I was you know, it's 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 the first time of the the season. You know, you're just warming I'm, up. You're getting I'm the rust getting off. used to it, just like these kids are on the field. <laughs> you know. Um, all right, so we are talking about the Bayou Bucket, Mike. It is now the time uh, of the episode where we ask you, what are your guesses as to what this trophy looks like? Brother, it's a bucket. That's 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 uh, the way is it an it. old oaken one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh, I feel like it's got to have like some barnacles on it, probably <laughs> smells like clam and shrimp. Uh, maybe there's some some seaweed on it, some kelp if you will, uh, a rusted handle. Uh, and maybe it's been used for chumming, uh, chumming the water. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Like a real salty, briny some bitch. <laughs> some bitch. All right. Well, 
we're just going to have to see in just a little bit. So before we get to that unveiling here, let me give you a little bit of information on the history of the rivalry. So the first matchup between the two schools was in 1971, and Houston won 23-21, to uh, and the Cougs would go on to win seven of the first ten matchups. And overall, Houston leads the series 33 wins to 11 losses. Not surprising. Not surprising. Uh, and the teams have played annually from 1971 all the way to 1995 uh, when they were both members of the Southwest Conference. Uh, so the game in 1995, uh, which was an 18 to 17 Houston win, was the final game in the history of the Southwest Conference. Which is a little interesting. Hmm. Uh, the rivalry took a hiatus for about four years, not about it for four years, uh, and was renewed in 1999, uh, but really gained steam in 2005 when Rice joined Conference USA, uh, which Houston had been a part of since 96. So that was kind of where the hiatus was, was they ended up in separate conferences after the Southwest Conference uh, disbanded. Uh, disbanded. Uh, so the Cougars left the league again in 2013. Uh, to join the American Athletic Conference, the AAC, uh, and that also, because of that, it put the Crosstown cross rivalry on hiatus yet again. Uh, the game was played as a non-conference game in 2017 and 2018, and then again in 2021 and 2022, uh, and they are scheduled to play this year. Uh, it is going to be this week. Uh, and this is potentially the last time for a while because Houston, uh, as we had talked about, just recently joined the Big 12. And with the additional schools that are joining the next year, uh, all these uh, big realignment uh, were uh, all these big realignment uh, between all the conferences have put into flux all the different um scheduling so a lot of these conferences don't quite know exactly how many conference games and that's going to determine um some of this non-conference stuff so speaking of, speaking of the bayou the bayou Bengals just went for it on fourth down right outside Again. of fsu's 10 and they got stuffed well misdirection was not fooling the who was that that was the safety come, or that was the corner coming in yeah didn't fold didn't fold the corner number 38 don't know his name but great great and that's how you play. That's that's good defense right there. That's not letting the trickeration, not letting the, get lost by your eyes. Stick to your man. Make the freaking play. First down, Florida State. Love it. Love seeing Jim Kelly's fat face looking so frustrated and confused. I love it. Uh, uh, Jim right, Jim Kelly yeah. is is somewhere up in Buffalo. Brian Kelly oh, yeah. is family. Yeah, right, that one. Yep, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jim Kelly, all due respect in the world. Uh, oh, boy. That's not a play. That, oh, well, hey, sometimes nothing there. Way to go, pal. All right. Anyways, back to the uh, to the other side of the bayou. Yes. So it is time. Tell us, what are your thoughts of this trophy? Why don't you give not, the listeners? Not what I was expecting. Okay. So we got, oh, this is, yeah, this, this is my type of trophy here. Let me zoom in. Let daddy get a look at it here. Okay. So uh, this is another one that uh, has those like figurines that you see on like, uh, you know, um, like little kids uh, football trophies. So we got like a wooden base with uh four little like football man, like re respect here, because I believe that those are tackles or they're supposed to be some type of offensive lineman. Uh, they're like in their position at the base, four of them on each corner of the, of the wooden block base. And then uh, why we have a kicker. We have a kicker then uh, raised up above them, I, I guess, because the both the Houston area really respects special teams. Okay. I mean, could be a wide receiver, could be a quarterback. Don't know why we did a kicker. That's strange. 
Uh, actually, a punter. Uh, so these guys, yeah, the Houston like area, must be big fans of McAfee. Uh, and then like four. So we have the wooden base with the four linemen, and then a smaller wooden box on top of that, which has uh, plaques with the Rice and Houston logos. And then on that smaller box is where the punter, that's where Pat McAfee's sitting. And then four taller columns leading up to the Bayou Bucket, which it's got some dings in it. It's got some dents. It looks like it has a working handle. It's bronze. Uh, we got a nice color on this wood here too. It's like a nice, uh, it's it's a nice um, perhaps cherry. Uh, yeah, this is a, this is a nice little trophy. This is, uh, when, when did, when did this, uh, well, I guess we'll figure out when the trophy was created, but yeah, this feels like a trophy that has some history. Yeah. Oh, the second picture is a bunch of old assholes, uh, holding the trophy, bunch of old, I bet these guys are super duper rich or super duper rich. Uh, cause they're from Houston. Oh, ashtrays on the table where the, oh, that's great. That's great. That's that's nostalgia right there. This is a big boy too. I mean, it's probably oh four feet tall, something like that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Gets yeah. The bucket's got some dings and dents in it. I love it. This is this is this is a working man's trophy. This is a good trophy. A good good working man's trophy. I love, oh, you got Dana Holgerson holding the trophy down there. I love that. The last picture's got Uncle Dana. Yeah, we need to talk about that last picture here. But uh, before we get to that one, um, so also on it has the uh, plaques that have the scores, the winner and loser scores. And there's also a plaque that says uh, the Touchdown Club of Houston presents the Bayou Bucket Trophy to the winner of the football contest between Rice and the University of Houston. Um, I included this Dana Holgerson one because uh, what's he doing with his uh, hand there? Um, I I don't remember. (laughs) Houston having a hand signal like that, but well, well, they're the Cougars. Uh, so yeah, it, it does look like the shocker, but I believe that's supposed to be a Cougar paw. Uh, so oh, yeah, that's, no. uh, I'm not, not so up to speed on, uh, on, on Houston's culture, but I believe that they is meant to look like the, uh, like a Cougar paw. So. Wow. LSU here is really looking to lose this game here. I'm not liking it at all. I, I am. Are you ahead? Are you ahead of me? I wasn't, but I think I am now. I just saw the punt. Yeah. Well. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. All right. There we go. LSU muff the punt. I love to see it. You are about 30 seconds or so ahead of me. That's, uh, oh, that's great stuff. Oh, look at, look at Brian Kelly's fat face. Oh, he's so confused. It's great. Oh yeah. That's yeah, I mean it's one of those see. questions where it's like, you know, it's it's tough to beat good teams on field goals, but you know, they should very well be up six here. Um and have really moved down the field pretty handle I mean handily the the first three, four drives. But yeah, poor poorly coached team. Yeah. Poor, yeah, I I I lay this all at the feet of Brian Kelly. Poor coaching. Poor coaching. Um, all right, so let me, the detail. That's let me tell you uh, a little story about this Bayou Bucket. <laughs> wow, this game. We need to quit recording here. Um, so our story starts here. I can't with, wait to see what happens first and 10. Anyways, go ahead. With Fred Curry, a former player to Rice, who became the president of the Touchdown Club of Houston, which I had mentioned was on the plaque in 1972. And 
said the blue blood in me wanted to create something unique to drum up interest in this game between the two schools that are only separated by seven miles. So, I mean, obviously you mentioned Houston's a big area, uh, but these universities are very, very close to each other. So Phil Jemmer, the organization's late pre president, was on uh, board with the idea and suggested uh, the club look for a trophy similar to the old oaken bucket presented in the Indiana and Purdue rivalry. Of course. Why wouldn't you want to model yourself after that, that, uh, that old <laughs> shit bucket? Yeah, there you go. Uh, so we put uh, the Fred Curry on uh charge of finding a trophy. <laughs> I know the exact conversation was like, you know, a bunch of drunk guys at the touchdown club. Just come on, man. These, these bastards up in Indiana, did they just got some old bucket? Like it ain't that hard. Come on. They literally just they just slapped a bucket as a trophy. We can do it too. And people love that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it gets the people going. Um, all right. So both coaches at the time, uh, Houston's Bill uh Yeoman and Rice um Rice's Al Conover gave their blessings to the idea. Um, so next came the meeting uh where they decided uh to get the approval. Um and and then once they identified what they wanted to do, they had to come up with a catchy name. And uh, Curry recalls that the group kicked around 60 to 70 names um, until they started. Yeah, 60 or 70 names. They were really trying to figure were it out. Were they landed on the bucket? Mm -hmm. No. So, well, so they, they had the um, I think they had the bucket idea, but they didn't know what to call it. So 60 to 70 names for a bucket. Yes, correct. That's bananas. That's way so, too, that these guys are creative. He said, so they were going uh, around the room for asking for ideas. And of course, everyone had a few scotches and beer. And someone asked, what is Houston best known for? And uh, Delano Womack, a former running back at Texas and a board member of that club, said, dirty old bayous. And <laughs> that's it. So they said, that's it. We'll call it the bayou bucket. I love it. This this trophy keeps getting better and better. I love it. So now that they had the name, the next part was finding the bucket. So they knew they wanted a bucket. They mm -hmm. knew that the name. So now they actually had to look for it. Um, and I guess they went shopping for a while and uh, it was kind of hit or miss. But on vacation, um, Curry's wife, Jan, in the summer of 1974, walked into an antique store in New Braunfels, which is um, about 50 miles south of Houston. Uh, and that's where she saw the brass bucket. And she said it was really pretty, but had dents. Uh, it had been around oh, yeah, for a while. Absolutely, so it did. Guess how much they paid for that bucket back in 1974? Uh, a quarter. A quarter? Yeah, well, I guess. Like 25 cents? Yeah. Uh, okay. Nickel. $47.50. For a in 1974 are you kidding me uh i am not <laughs> what in the world what why? is up with these buckets why did was this also used by like a civil war did stonewall jackson like piss in this bucket during the siege of new orleans like what is going on with this bucket uh yeah I, I don't know. It doesn't give any context if the bucket had any uh, history behind it. It was just uh, a banged up bronze bucket in an antique store. And uh, they decided that was that was Sweet it. Sweet Christmas. But I, was it Stonewall Jackson at the. 
Um, so once Curry had the bucket, he took it to Buck Sloan, who was a close friend and former Rice player who owned a trophy store uh, in Houston. So he gave him the bucket and Sloan said, what do you want me to do with this? Uh, and Curry said, make me a buck or make me a trophy. So 10 days later, uh, Curry got the phone call that the Bayou bucket trophy was ready. Um, and his first reaction was, could you have made this thing a little gaudier than this? <laughs> um, so I guess Sloan it was said Andrew he- Jackson, not Stonewall Jackson. Okay. I, I screwed up there. But anyways, yep. I knew I knew that uh, I knew that. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Andrew Jackson uh, was at uh, the Pal of New Orleans, but sorry. Go ahead. So basically, well, once he asked that question, Sloan was just like, listen, I, I didn't know what to do. So I just kept making st- things and adding things to it and uh couldn't stop so that's how it gets there so it is uh the bucket is mounted on a, a wooden ornate base and stands between two and a half and three feet tall uh the scores okay. of all of the meetings are engraved on the two sides uh the four football players on each corner and the kicker in the middle and the cost for the mounting engraving and fixture was 131 dollars 70 cents I just saw a so, commercial with a kid, by the way. He was wearing silly bands. The kids still wear silly bands. Is that a thing these days? I digress. I take it no totally off topic. But anyways, uh, I also love that this guy was like, just kept adding things. You know, he's like, he's yeah. he's got the like, just, no idea. just keep slapping them on. You know, give me the four linemen. Give me the, he probably, I don't know if he's, what do you think? Do you think he started with just the punter? And then was like, you know what? Let me add like four offensive linemen to it. Like, if so, great call. He was probably trying to find a way to add a fifth one because he's like, well, you got to have five down linemen. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm just picturing if you were to come to me and give me a bucket and said, make this a football trophy for two major universities. I would be like, how the fuck am I going to do this? And so I would probably be adding, it's a bucket, right? Like you said, like nothing screams football more than a literal bucket. <laughs> so so I'm sure he was like, I don't know. Do I put one football player on here? Do I put multiple ones? I mean, I love it. He just kept gussing it up till it got to what it was. I, this, this, your stock is rising trophy. Oh my gosh. This is great. Uh, so I'd mentioned the first, uh, the first time these schools played was 1971. However, the bucket was not presented until 1974. So it mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. Uh, a pretty old bucket. Um, and $7, my goodness gracious. I, uh, yeah, I know. That's why I want to know more about is why this bucket costs so much money. <laughs> and it's just so funny too. Cause his wife found it right. One of the board members wife's found, or one yeah. of the guys from the touchdown club. Oh yeah. man, you know what that, co- especially. So that was 74. So it was $47. So that's like a hundred dollar bucket, but in today's terms, you know, like, so like, just imagine, just imagine that like you're at your wife, you're with, (laughs) you're with your wife at like an antique store and she, honey, this is the bucket you've been. And it's like, oh yeah, that's great. And you look at a hundred dollars, even to, even those $47, I'd be like $47. And she's like, yeah, yeah, this is perfect. This is the one you've been looking for. Trust me. It's got all the dings, all the nicks. It's it's fantastic. This is the one you want. And I, 
like, I just, I, you know, that that's how the conversation went, that he was trying to do everything he could. And then he's like, oh, honey, it's just too expensive. It's, well, fine. I see how it is. I tried to help you with something with you and your friends. And this is the kind of thanks I get. Well, then don't ask me for anything going forward. Like, and then, oh, no, honey, we'll get the bucket. Oh, no, no, no. You've said your piece. No, I don't want, I, don't even get it now. And that just, just went on and on. And so got the bucket anyways. So what our listeners don't know is uh, Mike is a frequenter to antique stores with his wife. So this seems to be, you know, feeling like it's rooted in potentially. Oh, brother, uh, it's the it, opposite. It's the opposite. <laughs> I like the expensive things. And she's like, that's really expensive. And I'm like, yeah, but like you've been wanting this thing. It's right. actually the exact opposite. I'm like, you've been wanting this thing. And she's like, yeah, but not for that much. And I'm like, but you've been wanting it. Like, this is it. This is the thing that you want. And yeah, but that's too much money. And then I'm like, oh, well, fine. Okay. Well, I'm just going to stop recommending things. See, I thought you'd appreciate this story. You know, a good antique store story. Yeah. You, know, you have yeah. quite a few. Usually it's the antique other way. Store. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that's that's all I got for uh, for the, the history here of, uh, of this trophy. Whoa. So why don't we get to. Jeez, here, sorry, uh, froze a bit here. Um, why don't we get to our rankings here? So the to give our listeners a reminder here, we rank the trophy on a few different things uh, from a scale from one to five. So the trophy itself, what the looks, um, one to five, the history of the trophy, one to five, uh, and then the rivalry itself on a scale from one to five, the competitiveness of the rivalry, and then overall which tier uh, we are going to put this in. So Mike, what are your thoughts? So it looks, it's a four. It's, it's, it's like right up my, it's at 4.5. Actually, it's right up my alley. I love trophies like this. This is, this is great. I, uh, I'm really pleased with it. Um, uh, history. I'm going to give it a four. I really like how it came about these guys and this just being like, you know what? We need something, <laughs> but stinky old bayous, the $47 bucket. I uh, deducting a point because I'd like to see a little bit more, uh, mischief uh related to the bucket you know some uh some some petty theft uh some things like that you know uh i'd like to see a little bit more of of that you know um the rivalry itself is like a, a one uh just because i don't really have houston and rice on the calendar i don't know many people that do um obviously they're you know cross town rivals seven miles apart like but it's just not something that like i'm sure if i was from houston i would put it much higher but anyone outside the houston area probably doesn't care and competitiveness is also one like Bryce just isn't there houston's a lot better houston's in the big 12 now um so you know that gives me a composite score of 0.88 uh well i guess i shouldn't give my composite score because you're gonna get put together but then overall uh mid-tier you know great looks solid history but the actual team's playing not great so oh chick Fil is doing a honey pepper pimento sandwich love that i'm gonna get some of that Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah. um, oh all right so i'm gonna go with a four for looks um i i agree i i love the bucket itself um i think it's hilarious how they they came to um deciding the name of it um and the the base itself is um it's fine i've seen worse i've seen better um but 
yeah, so I'll give it a four. I'd say the history is about a three. Um, I, I agree. I wish there was a lot more history, um, or at least publicly available. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but that um, that there were more, uh, you know, thievery or uh, just overall shenanigans. Maybe, yeah, changes. Maybe a little bit more than just like, hey, let's do an old oak and bucket thing again. Um, but it has been around for a long time. And it did have a, a story, so I'd say it's a it's a solid baseline, solid solid average, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rivalry, I'm gonna give it a two, um, just because, and I'm gonna plead ignorance because we don't get too many inner city rivalries, right? Because they usually involve really small schools and really big schools. So um, I think that's the only reason I bump it. But I agree with you. I, I think maybe if you're from Houston, there could be it could be really hated, um, even if it's one sided, but. Uh, uh, from our standpoint, it's probably a one, but I'm going to give it a two just because it's inner city and and I think across town, and um, I yeah. think that's pretty awesome. Uh, and competitiveness is a one. Um, yeah, I mean Houston's dominated it. Clearly, have risen, um, you know, up the ranks of the various conferences, while Rice has not. So uh, overall, uh, I agree with you. I think the rivalry itself is low, but the bucket is too good to keep in a low tier. So I will put it in the middle tier. Love it. Love it. So now this is a new segment because neither of us gave it a five, although you were pretty close. The question is, <laughs> the question is asked, what would you do to change it? Uh, Well, I feel like something just happened in the game. So I have to wait 30 seconds to see what's going to happen. I do have one thing that I would change. Uh, and that is, um, I mean, all due respect to punters, I feel like I'm not being very for the brand here. Oh, son of a, oh. Yeah, you never like to see that. You're lucky they've messed that up. Yep, yep, yep. Jump Um, passes don't work, ladies and gentlemen, back in your own, like, two-yard line. Travis has been watching a little bit too much of uh, of, uh, Swamp Kings. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So um, maybe replace the punter. Sorry, Pat. I swear I'm for the brand, but I would like to see what's bothering me is only four offensive linemen. So what I'd like to see <laughs> in the center is uh, a quarterback under center, uh, like replace the punter and put a quarterback under center there. Perhaps he's like, you know, doing a little point or something like that. Uh, you know, so have a, a down, have a center getting ready to snap the ball and a quarterback, you know, doing something. That's the one thing that I'd like to see to potentially gussy this up a little bit you know okay. uh yeah that's my one note um so for me because it's and this is a tricky thing to ask because i i envisioned this segment being like <laughs> a call back to that old second episode ever of the old oaken bucket where you were like that's the dumbest thing ever to represent a state <laughs> so the question the answer can be in this case it's already a total a good, rewrite yeah it could be a total rewrite in this case i i actually kind of like the idea yeah. of w- where they came up with it and yes. i'm fine with this type of bucket um i agree with you i think just the base is just a little meh to me and i don't know why you know what i mean like i don't know yeah. what would make it better maybe a little bit more houston related things i i mean or maybe like a, a cougar and an owl oh that could probably be sick because you don't see too many owls so yeah, and, and the, it's the rice owls if, if the listeners don't know so i think that's what it'd be i think just maybe um instead of football players uh maybe a little bit more houston things because if you just look at the bucket you don't necessarily think 
right off the bat Houston, but maybe if they added something to do well, with like, the city. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I hear, and I think that there's some of these trophies where I, I will consider a total rewrite, but given mm-hmm. the thought process or lack thereof that went into this, uh, yeah. literally, they just said they have a bucket. Let's have a bucket too. Yeah, I just love that. Uh, so I, I'm just go, I, I'm cool with what they got. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with with the Houston area, other than I know they have delicious Tex-Mex. Yeah, that's the uh, so, that's the thing that makes it tough to do a full rewrite when we're yeah. not as familiar with the area. Yeah, it, well, and just like it's just so I mean, it's so perfect. It's like Kismet, yeah. the just the way they came up with it. So uh, you know, I uh that that's my only note. I would I will change what we have existing on this one. And same thing with like King of Nails. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do a full rewrite on that path. No. So yeah. No. I'm sure we'll get to some this year where we are thinking of a full rewrite. That's for yeah. Sure. For sure. Um, Okay, so this game, uh, like I had mentioned, is going to be played this week on NFL Network at 7 p.m. I did watch an NFL Network game because I was betting it. It was Army and the University of Louisiana Monroe. And for the first uh, quarter and a half, they didn't have the running clock on the icon. They had the score and the play clock, but not not the running clock. So hopefully the NFL Network uh, fixes that. Yeah. Um, and the game is played at Rice Stadium, uh, so it is um, at that side of the city. Uh, so what are your predictions? Oh, Houston's going to dog walk them. I mean, that's that's about as, uh, as clear as I think it can get. They uh, they stuck one past UTSA, huh? They stuck one past the Roadrunners. Yeah, that was a great game. Both both defenses just balled out. I, that was another game I bet, so I watched um, the majority of that game, and uh, while I'm going to say UTSA got screwed a bit at the end, it was like they got screwed. It was two minutes left. Um, Houston's trying to run out the clock. It came down to a third down play and the Houston got a very, very, very generous spot. Um, mm-hmm. And that ended the game. I so that. I can't say it's too much of a screw job because then UTSA would have had to have gone down the entire field. You know what I mean? So a lot yeah, had to yeah. happen. It's not like it was, uh, ball in UTSA hands and that ended the game. But anyway, uh, both teams played I guess well. We're just not calling holding. I guess we're, we're just not calling holding. That's, um, we're, we're not going to do that. Okay. All right, that's and anyway. yeah. So, and, and Houston played really well. So yeah, I anticipate um, they, they look like a really, really good team or at least defensively. So um, yeah, I, I don't anticipate them. Having oh my God. Holding on the left guard, holding on the left. Rice. Like why? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Um, so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, follow us on Instagram at whiskers.whiskies and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, don't forget to check out our Saturday morning pick em posts. We're back. Uh, and if you're brave enough to take us on, send us your, your bets for the weekend. And you would only do... be behind one week. So can't do much worse than us. It's... That's, that's <laughs> for sure. It's not uh, It's not too late. Um, also, please check out our new website, whiskerswhiskies.com, where our college football preview bracket is located, as well as our ultimate sports travel log. So join us next week when we talk about the victory bell. For Mike, I'm EJ. Always remember, too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barely enough. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys.